Hello, girlfriends. This is Ronnie Ann Ryan, Love and Magical Life Coach, and you are listening to the Past Life Travelogue. I help women find love or live an empowered magical life and do this by offering love coaching, past life readings, and magical life coaching. And you can learn more about my offerings at nevertoolate.biz, N-E-V-E-R-T-O-O-L-A-T-E dot biz, B-I-Z. So here we are going to have our first episode. Yay! And today I'm going to share a little bit about some of my own past lives, reincarnation, Akashic Records and what are they. We're going to talk about one of my past lives from when I was a kid and how I happened upon that and so much more. All right, so let's get started with talking about reincarnation. Reincarnation is the idea that you come back to earth multiple times in different bodies, it's your soul, right? Reincarnating in different bodies and coming back to learn different lessons and grow and raise your vibration and remember the true higher self, soul, spirit that you are. So we come back over and over to learn lessons. That's why you can go into your past lives because chances are you've lived many times before to see what you've learned and what's happened and how that influences your life today because it often does. The Akashic Records are actually often considered the book of life, which is mentioned in the Old Testament, in Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. The book of life and the idea of reincarnation also comes up in Buddhism and Hinduism and Jainism. So it really runs the gamut across the globe and is incorporated into many of the ideologies and beliefs that people have, even if people don't talk about it. So the book of life is that book where supposedly God records everything you do in this life to look it over before you get into heaven to see if the deeds you've done are good enough. Now, I don't take that approach. I don't know about heaven. I think that we have lives in between lives where we go back to what I call our soul pod, where we learn lessons there, and then we decide to incarnate again, come back down to earth, and live another life. I believe that we make soul contracts, which is what we do before we incarnate, where we commit to what we want to learn and who's going to help us learn those lessons. Most of the time, those people come from our soul group or soul pod from that in-between life stage. The people that you love and enjoy and are really close with come from your soul pod. And the people who are your archest enemies might also come from your soul pod. But they've agreed to play that role in this life to help you learn whatever lessons you have taken on as the challenge. So the Akashic Records are the records of your lives, what you've accomplished, what you've learned, what you set out to do, and all those details. And you can access those records from the Akashic Record Library. Now, it's sort of an imaginary building, and you might think of it as some huge, massive supercomputer or whatever, but somewhere, somehow, there are definitely records kept because so many people manage to tap into them. I believe this is a thing, and... This is your book of life that is held in the library, and that's what most of the major religions talk about. 
So that's how I look at past lives, reincarnation, and the Akashic Records. And the Akashic Records and readings through them have become very popular in recent years. And it's funny because I learned to do this uh, many years ago before a lot of the Akashic Records stuff had come forward. Now I want to share how I learned about my first past life. So I'm going to reveal some dates. So back in 1990, where my spiritual path really sort of took on fast pace, I had met this woman in a healing class in New York City, and she told me that she had learned to channel, and she offered to do it with me and practice, which I was thoroughly excited about. We got together, and she helped me see the very first past life I had ever seen. I saw myself as a Plains Indian Native American and a male and I was with another male and there was also a woman so the setting is I'm in the teepee with the woman and the woman is my wife the flap opens and another brave comes in brandishing a knife comes up to me and stabs me in the chest killing me so that was quite a vision for my first past life it was very shocking and Um, had me shaking and everything because it certainly wasn't anything I expected. I had no way of knowing. But I will tell you this, and this is the magical part of past lives. Even though I didn't know anybody, I didn't remember anybody from that past life, I recognized who those people were from my current life. When I was in ninth grade, my best friend Karen and I had the same love interest always a problem, those kind of love triangles, right? No matter what your age is. So we both liked Mark. Now, Mark called me a lot, and I guess he called her a lot. And he reassured me that he wasn't going to choose between us. We were all going to stay friends. So early in my freshman year, we all went out to a coffee house. And I was sitting with a guy talking to him, and we were just talking to whatever. And all of a sudden, I realized I can't see Karen or Mark anywhere. And I'm like, hmm, where did they go? So I went down a dark hallway and found them kissing in a corner and really felt devastated because he had assured me that he would never choose. But he certainly did, and he did not choose me. So this was so earth-shattering as a ninth grader, and I was devastated to have lost my best friend because I couldn't imagine how I could continue our friendship when she did that to me. And then I had really lost my friend and love interest, Mark, because now they were together. And I was so wounded by this. I really fell into a depression and it was a tough year. However, by the end of the year, another guy had started flirting with me and I did find a new boyfriend. I recovered and life went on. But I can tell you this, when I saw that past life of those Native Americans on the Great Plains hundreds of years ago, I knew, I knew who those people were. I was a male and Karen was a male. I had the wife who was Mark and she, as that other brave with the knife, came in and killed me because he wanted my wife. So there you go. We were in a love triangle back then that really did not end very well. And we were in a love triangle again in this life. However, in this life, even though I was so hurt by what had transpired, I lived through it, right? And I got over it within a short amount of time compared to being stabbed in the heart. 
So it felt like I was stabbed in the heart, but I think that means we made progress. And so I feel good about that as a whole. You know, it's great to have many, many years back at a situation. But when I saw that as my past life, I knew who they were. I could recognize their spirits or souls. That's what's so fascinating about this whole past life thing is you will recognize people even if they look nothing like they do today and they're not even the same gender. And that's the part that's so intriguing. That was my past life from ninth grade. And this opened up a pathway for me because I became even more fascinated. You know, I first heard about past lives when I was a teenager. I was at my cousin's house doing an overnight and her older sister had a book open and it was The Search for Bridie Murphy. And that's a really old book. But I was so curious, I started reading pages of it, and then I had to get myself a copy. And The Search for Bridie Murphy was about a woman who was having issues and had gone to a therapist and done some hypnosis. And without trying, she had slipped back to a past life as Bridie Murphy. She was trying to understand her current life, and the therapist was quite surprised (laughs) that this was what occurred. And that just held my attention. And so then when I had this experience with my past life, then I was completely hooked. And so that same year, I ended up taking a full year-long class on past lives, working with the same six women and a teacher. And we delved into our past lives every week. And the method we used was really helpful because what we did was somebody would pick an issue currently going on in their life, and then we would all look into her past lives to find answers and insights that would help her today. This was a great way to work on our skills. And I encourage anybody who's working on their intuition or wants to do past lives or any kind of visioning or channeling to work in a group because then you get cooperation for whatever answers you go seeking. And this helped us get confident and really grow strong in our skills. So I highly recommend working with a group. It doesn't have to be for a year, but it's a great experience. Anyway, from there, I started working at psychic fairs to do past life readings for people. And honestly, it was just so much fun. I had a great time investigating people's past lives with them, finding answers and solutions to problems they were having in their life today. So one of my favorite stories to tell is about a reporter who came to the psychic fair. And I really didn't want to do this, but the woman who was running the fair was a good friend of mine. And she was like, please, please, nobody else will do this. He wants to have a reading and no one will do it. You have to do it for me. And, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Sometimes you do crazy things for your friends. So I'm like, okay. So he sat down and his wife stood behind him. And he just wanted to know about a past life in general. So I'm like, okay. So I went to tune into him. And as I did, I said, I see you as a Viking. You know, I see you as a warrior from, you know, the Nordic part of the world I wasn't sure what the timing was, you know, 700, 800 AD, hard to tell, but he had a shield and he had leather armor and big wristbands and a giant sword and all of that stuff. He looked like a Viking to me. His wife starts totally cracking up. She can't even believe this. I'm like, what is so funny? It was throwing me off a little. And she said, every year for Halloween, he always dresses up as a Viking. (laughs) 
And we were not, it was not anywhere near Halloween. So I didn't have any clues in that way. So anyway, that was really funny. And then he wrote a very nice article. And it wasn't about me. It was the psychic fair. But it was a great experience because you never know what you're going to get. And it can always be entertaining, educational, or really give you an opportunity to learn something about yourself that's surprising. So the next phase for me was I did convince this woman at a community college nearby to let me teach past life class and past life regression in the continuing education system. And she was very tentative about this, believe me. But I assured her that it was going to be a hit. And it was. A maximum in the class was usually 30. And I did several classes in a row. They were always full. They were always fun. So I did that for a while and really enjoyed it. In the last 20 years as a dating coach, I can tell you that sometimes when a woman just cannot seem to figure out why she can't meet someone, we do go and look at her past lives to see if there's any solutions or answers or to gain a deeper understanding of what could be blocking her and in the way. And I can tell you that this has been very helpful for the people I've done this for. And that's why more recently, I've been focusing more and more on the past life work and doing Akashic Record readings, because sometimes once you understand what the root cause of something, where this started, and why it's still going on in your life today, you can do the healing work to shift that energy so that it stops getting in the way. You heal from it, and you can finally move on. Once you know about a situation, that's what gives you the first chance at creating a different end result, a different direction. Your awareness of a thing is the first time that you're able to do something about it. And that's what's really great about looking at your past lives to understand where does this come from? Why is this happening to me? And a lot of times there are root causes based in your previous incarnations. A lot of times, people are often in relationships with people they've been in relationships with before. That's another really interesting twist. That's because we choose to be in relationships with people from our soul group. So we can repeatedly be in lifetime after lifetime with similar people, although we might change gender and role. So for example, I saw a past life recently That was uh, in Italy in the 1500s, and my brother was my husband. You could switch genders. You could switch roles. It might be family members. It might be your life partner. It might be children. Sometimes people have discovered they were the mother of their mother, and the mother was the child. So all of these relationships that switch in and out shed light on what's going on with you today. And there are a lot of healing opportunities as a result. I've also seen that this can really help people forgive the transgressions that have happened in this life when they understand and go back and look at what transpired in previous lives and where they might have had a hand in what happened. Because learning lessons means that you make mistakes. We all make mistakes. We've all made plenty of mistakes in past lives and in this life. So that's one of the best ways of learning. And when you get and understand that perhaps 
you did something to somebody else in a past life and now that's creating this situation in this life, you came back to learn, grow, and move past it. So let me give you a perfect example of this. At a psychic fair, I worked with this Japanese girl and I could tell she was Japanese because they had to give you a slip of paper with her name. So I knew she was Japanese. And she was young. She was like 26. And she wanted to know about her most recent incarnation. And so when I tuned into her energy, I was really surprised. Because what ended up happening was I saw her as an American sailor in the Navy at Pearl Harbor. And she was on one of those boats that got bombed on December 7th, so famous for Pearl Harbor, and she, she died in that attack. And I thought, wow, what an amazing, brave soul. Because that American Navy man came back not only as Japanese to learn about their culture and etc., but also as a woman. I was just completely fascinated by this. Anyway, she went on to ask me other questions that all fell into place and made sense once we knew that she had most recently died in the bombing of Pearl Harbor. So she wanted to know why she was terrified of drowning. And I'm like, well, you probably drowned as a result of the bombing. And then she said how she couldn't stand fireworks or when people threw M80s and stuff. She, she just couldn't stand those explosive noises. And it really freaked her out. And I'm like, that's because you died in the bombing at Pearl Harbor. So you could see where her fears and phobias even came forward from the shocking way that her life had ended. And she had come here to work through these things. And I was just awestruck and amazed at the braveness of that soul and what an incredible example of how your past lives work and the light they can shed on your life today. The last quick story I'm going to tell you about one of my past lives is about my husband. And when we first started dating the first night that he stayed over, I dreamt about him. Woke up in the morning from this dream where I was some kind of Celtic priestess, maybe in 300 AD, 600 AD. I don't know. It's hard to nail down those time periods. And he was a man I was supposed to marry. We had been paired. And I just wasn't sure. I wanted to make sure that he was the right guy. And what was foremost in my mind was, for some reason, something was going on where I felt there was a threat to my life. And I wanted to know that he was going to stand by my side and protect me and be very loyal. And so I point blank asked him. And there he was in my home, one knee on the ground. And he's got warrior clothing on. You know, he has a sword with him or maybe it's on his hilt. And you can picture what he looked like. And I'm short and I was short in that life. And he's tall and he was tall in that life. And so I just asked him, will you protect me and be loyal? And he said, yes, I will. And I said, fine, then we can marry. So when I remembered that dream, I thought, oh, my gosh, am I prophesizing my own future marriage? marriage? Have I really found the one? And I guess I did. That was true. That's all I have for you today. I want to thank you for listening to the Past Life Travelogue on 360 Talk Radio for Women. This is Ronnie Ann Ryan, and I'm going to be your tour guide for that Past Life Travelogue and all the future episodes every Tuesday night at 7. If you feel past life patterns apply to your life, why not schedule a past life reading or try Magical Life Coaching with me for deeper guidance with your life challenges? Insights are invaluable. 
You can learn more or schedule a free 15-minute consultation at nevertoolate.biz. Thanks for listening. And now, stay tuned for the next show, Breathe, Love, and Magic, a magical mix of mystical methods, including everything that works to live your best life and maybe find love.